It's Rover for Northeast Factory Direct. I've been telling you they have the lowest prices anywhere for years now. But now they're actually putting it in writing. They have a one-year best price guarantee. That's right. Alex, the owner, he must have gone crazy. If you buy a furniture or hot tub from Northeast Factory Direct and within one year you find it advertised for less, Alex will refund the difference. There's no gimmick to this. Just save a lot of money. West 140th in Cleveland, Lakeland Boulevard in Euclid, Freeway Drive in Macedonia, or shop online at northeastfactorydirect.com. Welcome to the Armstrong and Getty Show. Hope you're well, you and yours. Jack is off for today, but he will be back again tomorrow, just traveling uh, with the boys. Nice trip to see the grandparents, which is always terrific. Uh, We know Daniel Hahn a little bit around here. He's the chief of police of Sacramento, California. He was the first black police chief, but one of the things we know about uh, Chief Hahn is that he likes to be thought of as uh, just a a good cop and not a black cop, among other things. Uh, Daniel Hahn joins us now. How are you, Chief? I'm good. How are you? Oh, terrific. And we're really glad you had a little time today. Uh, as you know about us around here, we are big supporters of the the police, and we do our best to understand the incredibly difficult job you have. But we're also civil libertarians. We cherish our, our civil liberties, and we want to make sure policing is good, uh, policing that, that recognizes people's rights. And, and we know you're of a similar mind, so glad to have you along. Um, yes, I love good policing, too. If you don't mind, can we start with that? Uh, and we talked about this last time you were on, months and months ago, but that seminal moment when you were 16, how you first became <laughs> acutely interested in policing? <laughs> yeah, I, I don't know that I uh, became acutely interested in policing. <laughs> well, aware of time, it, maybe. <laughs> yeah, I definitely became aware of it, in, uh, for sure. Well, I... I had gotten to a little disagreement with my mom, and uh, the police came and uh, ultimately ended up with me going to being arrested for assault on an officer. Right, right. And then you end up being a cop, which is pretty interesting. Um, Yeah, that's a wild, twisted story. Yeah, I'd hate to be (laughs) called to account for the things I did at age 16, though, honestly. Don't we? We none of us would be probably. Are you kidding? If sixteen-year-old Joe walked into the room right now, I would think, "How soon can he leave?" Um, yeah, exactly. But anyway, uh, so there's a lot of talk about reforming police departments, defunding the police, eliminating the police. Uh, proposals from the very reasonable to the utterly ridiculous. Uh, what's your point of view about the state of policing, whether your agency or others? What what strike you as some really good, solid ideas that might emerge from the energy of the moment? Well, I mean, I think uh, we have to obviously realize that there's uh, issues with law enforcement community relations because we continue to see incidents and then we continue to see the aftermath of incidents. But uh, really, as as horrible as what happened in Minnesota, Minnesota was, to me, that's really the match uh, that's that's thrown on top of the kindling, and the kindling is the everyday interaction. And so, those are the things that we work on here in SACPD, whether it's implicit bias or relationship building, and making sure our officers are able to um, patrol all of our neighborhoods. We have a very diverse city, so they need it, it, maybe they didn't grow up in that neighborhood, but they need to be able to understand uh, the neighborhood, understand the culture, and the hopes of that neighborhood for them to fully be able to be a police officer there. In terms of um, disbanding police departments, defunding police departments, 
I mean, I guess I'd have to see what they mean, because I can't imagine um, like Minneapolis not having a police department. I mean, if you just uh, think of the city of Sacramento, we have over 1,800 calls come into our communication center every single day of the year. Wow. 1,800 times people are calling for some sort of assistance. Now, those don't all result in a dispatched officer or community service officer or CSI, but we, we dispatch over 480 calls a day in this city. And that's community people calling. That doesn't count the number of times an officer does something proactively or follows up on a case or a detective goes out to serve a warrant or investigation. That's only community members calling us. We go to over 12,000 calls that are mental health related a year, which is 34 a day. So my question would be is if you if you eliminate the police department, who handles all those? Um, and if you defund the police department, like in Sacramento, we're, we're about a hundred officers less now than we were 12 years ago. And so, um, I, I'm not, I just don't know who would handle all those calls, whether they're shootings or burglaries or who, who would do that. But I do think that the police department does a lot of things that we shouldn't do and that we're not the best equipped to, to do. Like, for example, those 34 mental health calls a day. A lot of those don't involve violence or threat of violence, and yet nobody has anybody else to call. Right. Nobody knows who to call. So they call the police department. So an officer responds. I think there's we could set up structures that where an officer never responds to those. Same with homeless, and there's a lot of other categories where that's the case. It's astounding to me we don't have mental health squads uh, of whatever, you know, composition and, and, and rules. Uh, it's, I mean, mental health, like physical health, is is not chosen in a lot of cases. Somebody's brain doesn't quite work, and the idea that officers who get some training but not much are the front line for that, I just, it's a failing as a society. But moving along from that, I've been reading Will Hurd, the uh, congressman from Texas. He's a, a man of color as well. He's uh, He's proposed some pretty common-sense police reforms that maybe Congress can take a look at, and one of them is that, Make sure, you know, come up with best practices. And and if uh, local agencies want national funding, they have to live up to those best practices. Generally, we're not big fans of central control out of D.C. around here, but I am intrigued <laughs> by the idea. What do you think of that? Yeah, I think uh, that those, you know, standardization in a lot of places is good in some things with the ability to localize it to your specific community. We have a lot of different communities with, um, that, you know, need different things, want different things. So I think to some extent that's good if, as long as it's well thought out. Um, you know, there's a lot of things that happen nationally that, you know, for example, just wouldn't fit Sacramento, um, or vice versa on the right. East coast. So I think some of that, would be very good as long as local um, jurisdictions have the ability to adjust those specifically to their community. Right. Like any regulations, they might be well-meaning, but if they get too, uh, you know, complex and difficult to follow, they'll end up choking, choking you out. I understand right. that. Hey, uh, here's an incendiary question for Sacramento Police Chief Daniel Hahn. Uh, how hard is it to get rid of officers who ought to go? Bad cops. Uh, well, you know, there's officers have a lot of rights, but I will tell you, um, when we have the officers that clearly step over the line, we, um, we take appropriate action and there's been numerous officers, um, terminated over the uh, last several years, but, um, it's not a super easy thing, but, um, is it harder than it ought to be in your opinion? I think probably one of the things that could change in regards to that is I, 
I don't for us I don't I wouldn't say it's harder than it ought to be. I mean, obviously in their appeals process sometimes um the decision goes against what I said. So um in those I obviously don't agree, but um I think one of the things that could improve is is transparency especially maybe with termination because right. you know, the community just the, the community thinks that if I report something to the police department, they're not going to, you know, they're investigating their own. They're not going to investigate their own. They're not going to do it thoroughly. They're not going to do it fairly. And I'm here to tell you we do, and we do hold officers accountable. But the community typically doesn't know that because we're not able to tell them that. So a uh, uh, follow-up on that. If if I'm, I'm, I'm Joe, Joe Cop. And and I have a really rotten history as a cop. I probably shouldn't be one, but it's in Tallahassee or it's in Reno or or maybe it's in L.A., same state you're operating in. Um, how easy is it for you to know that, that I've already been drummed out as being a bad cop before that I say I'm applying question. to work for SAC PD? Yeah, that is a great question because I get that a lot. So the 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 feeling that a cop can be, you know, horrible in one department and then just right about the time he's going to get fired or something at that department just switches to another department. Um, I guess that's possible. I've never seen that. I, I think maybe in real small departments, maybe it goes. But what we require and what every department I've ever seen requires is that officer signs a, a it's one page paper that basically removes all his privacy rights. And so then we would go to that department and we'd look at his whole internal affairs file. We'd look at his whole personnel file. Our, that's what our background investigators do. So there's no way somebody could come here without us knowing about all their history in their previous department, because if they don't sign that form, we don't, we, we stop right there. Right. It, it, we don't go any further. So, uh, that's a great question because we get that a lot because people feel that, um, bad officers float around from department to department. And I, I guess that's possible if a department didn't care about their history, but it, it's, it's not possible if they want to know for them not to know that officer's history. Right. Well, yeah. Interesting. Cause I know some smaller agencies that struggle with, um, recruitment are, are a little more, uh, are a little less discriminating. Uh, about who they hire but uh, on that topic uh, chief uh, how's recruiting these days well i i think you probably uh we probably talked before it's it's been a challenge over the last several years um but in the last probably four or five months we've started a new recruiting campaign and doing a lot of different things and it's actually been picking up we'll see where it goes in the next couple months but it's actually been uh, picking up this uh, July will be our largest academy in probably two years. So that's that's a good sign. Interesting. We still have a lot of catching up to do from when the economy tanked uh, several years ago. We're still catching up from that. I have uh, a couple of friends who are recently retired peace officers who um, they're the kind of cops that you thank God exist. I mean, really good cops. I've seen them work um, and they're just they're they're terrific. And and a couple of them said, "I'm that's it. I'm out. Things have gotten too weird, too ugly. Um, the scrutiny is different. I mean, it's not like legitimate oversight. It's like every single second somebody is trying to catch you at something. Um, how's that struggle going within uh, the force? Oh, that's definitely legitimate. Um, I've never seen it. You know, I've been an officer for almost 33 years now, and I've never seen it like this before. Um, death threats, showing up at people's houses, um, on calls. Um, but I also think it's a it's a product of 
um, not making enough progress in a lot of the segments of our community. Um, but it does make it really tough, not only for the officer, but for their families. And, um, you know, watching their loved one leave the house every day to go to work and then hearing about that when they get home or seeing it on the news. Um, I mean, we've had, we have pro- protests regularly in Sacramento, we're the state of California. So probably on a daily basis, there's some sort of protest going on somewhere in our city at the Capitol or somewhere else. Um, We've had very volatile protests over the last couple of years, but these last protests over the last couple of weeks where they're throwing rocks and bricks and fireballs, trying to pull officers into the crowds and even worse around the country in some other cities, um, we've never seen that before. And so that's that's challenging for officers. But I think it also shows that we need to make some progress because it continues to go on. Hey, uh, do you guys use uh, the carotid restraint at all? They're they're calling it a chokehold in the media because the media is bad at their jobs. But um, what's the policy in Sacramento on that? We did up to last weekend and uh, we banned it last weekend. Oh, really? How yes. interesting. Well, I tell you what, uh, we need good cops desperately, and Daniel Hahn, Sacramento Police Chief, does not dodge questions. His uh, his department is transparent, as you can hear. And, uh, Chief, we appreciate the time very much. Let's stay in touch. Thank you. Appreciate it. Keep up the good work. All yeah, right. Thank appreciate you. it. Yep. Uh, that's that's a good cop right there. Um, and we've been talking about this throughout the show, if you're just tuning in. There are some good ideas. There are some provocative ideas out there, how to improve policing, how to reform You know what needs to be reformed, and making sure that it's uh, easy enough to get rid of bad cops, the rest of it. Um, and and I think any uh, thinking, feeling American should be pretty enthusiastic about that uh, that discussion because it's really, really important. But the extremists and the nut jobs who are, who are yelling, you know, disband the police, defund the police, and if you're not 100% with us, you're a bad person, a racist, or all, we have to reject that thinking. Number one, it's not going to get us anywhere. It's just going to make everything worse. And, and, and number two... It crowds out the really good, smart ideas. So uh, that was a good chat. Hope you enjoyed that. Uh, Daniel Hahn of Sacramento, California. Armstrong and Getty. The Armstrong and Getty Show. This is a uh, exclamation point on the chat with Chief Han of the Sacramento, California Police Department. Um, a lot of the proposals I'm looking at in the New York Times or whatever for quote-unquote reforming police are so utterly unrealistic. These people have no idea what police do and how they do it, and they don't understand how many bad people there are out there. Uh, having said that, there's common sense stuff that we ought to be considering. You got the Portland uh, mayor giving city workers 40 hours off to grieve the death of George Floyd. 40 hours, a full work week. You serious? Portland's police chief has resigned. San Jose, their mayor, rejected protesters' demand to defund police. Now everybody's uh, yelling at them. L.A. Galaxy dumped one of their star players. So you read about this. His wife posted some really stupid stuff about George Floyd protesters. His wife. And so they dumped the uh, the player. Crazy. A little more than half of Americans support deploying military to control violent protests if it's necessary. That's something. And uh, finally, we'll get to this if we can this half hour. Meat cleaver massages may be the next big trend in wellness. I'm sorry, what? That's a, that's murder. That's not massage. Do they mean like the meat but... tenderizer mallets? It can't be a cleaver. Cleavers. 
Man up, Sean. Get yourself a cleaver. Uh... Get the knots out with the cleaver. Man, I could use a massage. The uh, massage places are closed these days. Yeah, yeah. We had a long weekend. Uh, played a little golf, frankly. Do you ever uh, sip an adult beverage while you play? Oh, a little swing lubricant? Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. I tell you what. I, I, hmm. I, uh, I've always been an okay player sober, mm-hmm. but with a couple of drinks in me, I can play like a maniac. I mean, seriously. I'm like a 10 handicap sober and like a 2 or a 1 with a couple of drinks in me. But you, you can't drink yourself around the golf course all the time. It's bad for your health. I mean, you can you can sip a little bit, but I was doing more than sipping. Okay. <laughs> Noted. Yes. Right. And, and, and number one, you got to stay on top of the wave. Keep, keep that BAC exactly right. Right. Um, otherwise, you get into the territory where you got a, a, a 20-foot putt and you hit it 40 feet or, or 10 feet. Um, and then, you know, you got to get somebody to give you a ride or whatever. It's just, it's not, it's not a good way to live. It's not healthy, but so I've been trying to play entirely sober lately, but I had a lapse yesterday. I played with some friends and, and, uh, the more I sipped, the better I played and it, uh, man, it frustrates me. (laughs) Why can't I do this on my own? Yeah. Brain. Why can't you (laughs) shut up when you're sober? Why can't you just swing the club instead of being acutely aware of every single thing you're doing during your swing and thereby getting tied up in knots, you stupid brain? How much time do we have, Michael? Uh, Less than a minute here. Oh, because I wanted to get to this uh, old art directory, put that treasure chest out in the uh, Rocky Mountains with like uh, one or two million dollars worth of of, of, uh, treasure in it and had people searching for it for quite a while, right? A year, a couple of years? Mm Mm-hmm. And a handful of people died and all, but the, the point was he, he announced that he'd put this treasure out, and then he wrote a poem that contained clues for where you could find it. And uh, we have that poem. Maybe we'll, we'll share that with you in a couple of minutes. Um, also, gosh, I hope we can get back to uh, the great piece Glenn Lowry wrote from Brown University about how he's against his university's blanket statement of unification with Black Lives Matter and the rest of it. It's really, really good stuff. Oh, and a great shot at Nancy Pelosi coming up next. You'll enjoy it. Armstrong and Getty. The Armstrong and Getty Show. We have that poem for you coming up that was giving clues to where you can find the treasure in the Rocky Mountains. It's been found, so don't uh, book your ticket or anything. Um, So you uh, probably saw news footage of Nancy Pelosi and all the uh, your leading Democrats getting on their knees in the Capitol, including some of the oldsters who had to be helped up again. <laughs> it's, you know, it was a fairly powerful bit of political theater. I'm sure some of them were sincere. But they were all wearing uh, like a, uh, what do you call it, like a vestment? Is that the right word when a priest or a minister wears it? Um, it's like the, the big giant collar that hangs all the way down to the floor um, of, of a vaguely African-looking fabric. Um, and uh, this uh, African writer, thinker, commentator, whose name uh, I haven't even rehearsed pronouncing. Obianuju Ikiocha. Very nice. Uh, it was uh, had some comments on that bit of political theater and specific, specifically the fabrics that they were wearing. I was just looking online today, like most of you, and what did I see? A bunch of Democrat politicians 
kneeling down, of which I have nothing to say about that because I am not an American. However, they were all ha uh, having around their necks this colorful fabric, which I'm sure they put around their necks as some kind of uh, mark or show of unity or solidarity with black people. So in other words, they are putting for what the Kente material or this colorful fabric they had around their necks as uh, some kind of placating sign or symbol to show that they are not racist and they are together with black people. Excuse me, dear Democrats, in your tokenism, you didn't wait to find out that this thing that you're hanging around your neck is not just some African uniform. It's actually the Kente material. The Kente belongs to the Ghanaian people, mainly the Ashanti tribe. Excuse me, Democrats. Don't treat Africans like we're children. These fabrics and these, you know, colorful things that we have within our culture and tradition, they all mean something to us. I know you look at us and you say, oh, Africans, you're so cute in all your colorful dresses. Well, some of those dresses and patterns and, and colors and fabrics actually do mean something to us. Some of them belong to ancient tribes and mean something to them. So why are you using it as your own show of uh, non-racism or your own show of virtue? Why are you using the Kente material to signal your virtue? Stop it. We are not children. Africans are not children. And leave our tradition and our culture to us. And if you don't know much about it, ask somebody. I'm sure there would have been something else you could have done to show your, your solidarity with black people. Instead of taking the Kente material and making a little show of it. It is quite literally what the left is always griping about cultural appropriation hey let's let's grab something kind of african looking and throw it on to make it look like we're on their side that's nice that's nice calling out nancy you'll never hear that anywhere but here um but uh, we thought we should play it for you an ancient and terrifying form of massage using meat cleavers is seeing a resurgent in in taiwan and could be coming to america when I'm going for massages, I'm looking for terrifying. Oh, yeah, the more the more cutting edge, no pun intended, the better. In the practice known as mm, unpronounceable, which translates literally to knife massage, <laughs> practitioners pound stress points in your body using the sharpened edge of kitchen instruments, usually used for hacking up meat. Meat, don't do it. While soothing your energy and reading your fortune. Practiced for over 2,000 years, the epicenter of the art is the unpronounceable education center in Taipei, where locals and foreigners can experience the ultimate relaxation or learn the ancient technique. Now, here's, here's what you need to know. Guests are wrapped in towels and robes before the practitioners start hacking them with meat clavers. Yeah, it makes the cleanup easier. <laughs> wow. Wow, that is, uh, that's over the line there. They start pounding your body with these knives, targeting pressure points. Videos of people being chopped have surfaced on YouTube, and the effect is like watching Texas Chainsaw Massacre without the blood. Uh, there's so much gimmick, gimmickry in the world of health. Instead of using something sharp and then towels to blunt it, why don't you just use something blunt? You know what's great at giving massage? Hands. Yes, yes. A Daolio or, or something like that. I apologize. My Mandarin is, is, uh, is very rusty. While the Daolio looks scary, devotees swear by it and practitioners who maintain vegan diets. Oh, good. <laughs> and aren't, aren't allowed to massage if they're in a bad mood. Well, they can't really get a lot of momentum going with the blade. 
with the uh, with the all vegan diet. <laughs> oh, that's how they keep from cutting through the yeah, bathrobe yeah. and slicing you open. They're all thin armed, uh, weak, practically fainting vegans. They can barely even hold on to the thing. Right, exactly. <laughs> Their teeth are falling out. Those that they have are soft. Constant nosebleeds. Uh, to keep their key or energy pure, mm-hmm. the therapists also rise every morning at 5 a.m. to do 100 squats and headstands <laughs> and bash knives for 30 minutes against a pillow to get their key their their key going. QI, key. It's a great word in uh, Scrabble or words with friends. You got a Q but no you. Oh, it's all about key. Oh, that's excellent call uh, right oh, yeah. there. Oh, please. How many times have I leaned on the key? Not to, you know, like knife massage people, but to win at uh, Scrabble. The knives, then, are always recharged by placing them near meteorites. <sighs> I'm, I'm losing patience. How many gimmicks are enough, people? They're placed near meteorites before being used on a client. If they mention rhino horn, I'm just walking out. Yeah, no kidding. <clears throat> before being massaged, clients must hold Cosmos sticks to balance their energy before having their karma washed via the knives. Nineteen ninety five for a bundle right over here at our group shop. It's the old balancing wash. You gotta balance your energy, then have your karma washed by being pounded with knives. <laughs> Afterward, the practitioners will also read your fortune. According to the BBC, and they wouldn't lie to me, no client in the center's history has ever been harmed during a massage. Well, yeah, yeah, you hack people apart, you're gonna lose your business. I, I we need to get like massage and physical therapy open again. Um I need it, man. I'm I'm kinked up. I got all sorts of aches and pains. You look tense, Joe. Yeah, yeah. Well, I, I'm just I'm sore. I was doing yard work, like strenuous, right, right, yard work, like tearing out big giant bushes and 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 chopping through tree trunks and and sawing and the rest of it all weekend long. And I just I need a little massagey, as uh, Bugs Bunny would say. But I don't know if those places. I don't think they're open yet. They ought to be. Everybody throw on a mask. Everybody would be fine. I wonder if you could, like, the the places might not be open, but you could probably do, I know a lot of masseuses do, like, house call sort of things. I wonder if those I think they call them massage therapists these days. What did I, what did I say? Masseuse is, uh, it harkens back to the days of, uh, 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 just, you know, massage therapist sounds better. It's probably easier to get the insurance to cover it, too, if you're a quote-unquote therapist. Right. (laughs) You come at me with a cleaver, though, you're getting shot, all right? (laughs) Not that I'm carrying into my massage place a choice, but, um. I'm thinking I may need to get a new one. But anyway, we talked about this a little bit earlier. The the physical, the manual labor, I did a lot of it all weekend long. Just, I loved it. It's hard to explain why. You people who do manual labor for a living are, are saying, shut up. Yeah. Uh, and I get that. I get that. But, you know, I don't want to do talk shows on the weekend either. <laughs> you know, worn out. But something about the satisfaction of a job well done, Clears your mind. I'm not worried about angry protests and Trump and 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 trillion dollar deficits or anything when I'm ripping out an overgrown bush. You know, I'm just happy. You know what it is? It's the competition. When I do yard work, like getting a, getting a tree out, it's you versus that tree. Interesting. I hadn't thought of it that way. Yep. Well, and then there's the old tilling the earth and 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 planting and watering and growing and that's got to be fundamental to circle us. of life putting your hands in the soil something, where the food comes something from something blah yeah. blah yeah yeah something fundamental uh anyway i enjoyed that i got i, gotta, I don't know maybe i got to buy some land i also think the just the having a project right your mind was occupied on this thing it wasn't just aimlessly kind of 
floating through the internet looking for for outrage cycles right. to get caught up in. It's fairly simple too. I mean, even yeah. if I have to use this tool then that tool, then realize another tool is better, and this one root or or, or a stump just won't come out, and I got to solve that problem. It's still pretty simple compared to humanity screaming at each other. You know, uh, I got a buddy who's um, got a country place. Uh, it's you know, it's not it's not huge or anything. It's but it's it's very pleasant. It's you know. It's it's actually a, another friend of mine pointed out the other day. It's perfect. It's out in the country. It's quiet. You can hear the birds chirp, but you can still get a pizza delivered <laughs> to your house. So that is a sweet spot. But one of his neighbors who owns quite a few acres um, is a. Uh, I'm not going to be specific because you know I don't have his permission. It doesn't really matter. But he's a tech guy. He's he designed and, and he builds a very advanced machine. Mm-hmm. Got a lot of money. Um, and he has this land. He's not going to build a mansion on it or anything. He loves clearing it, pruning and maintaining the trees, and solving problems. He spends virtually all weekend long on a tractor, just tending to the land. And then five days a week, he's doing the tech manufacturing business thing. There's something really satisfying about it. Anyway. Hope you found something uh, enjoyable over the weekend. Didn't spend your entire uh, weekend contemplating man's inhumanity to man. It'll make you crazy. Trust me on that. All right, so that poem that gave you clues to where to find the treasure. Man, as a kid, I loved this stuff. Pirate's booty. It's like right out of the Hardy Boys. Right, exactly, yeah. We'll, we'll have that poem and, and see how uh, good the clues seem to you. Right, 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 right next, huh? Right around the corner. Stay with us. Armstrong and Getty. The Armstrong and Getty Show. Today is jelly-filled donut day, so head on down to your nearest donut shop and get in line outside the store. Stay six feet away from other customers while you wait. Nervously slip your debit card through the open window. Grab the paper bag that's held out to you in a gloved hand. Walk home on side streets to avoid crowd. Go home. Wash your hands. Take off your mask, put your clothes in the wash, take a shower, and then sit back and enjoy your jelly-filled donut. Because everything is fine, you guys. It's just a normal jelly-filled donut day. Seth Meyers there. I am amused. Well done. Oh, speaking of uh, doing commerce during the age of the Chinese bat fever, uh, Positive Sean uh, just tweeted a very funny video of a uh, a gentleman. And I use that term (laughs) loosely. In Las Vegas... With a lit cigarette sticking sideways out of his mask. He's wearing a tank top. No grown man should ever bear their armpits in public. Uh, he's got a couple of drinks going. He's uh, sitting there at the slot machine with his gut hanging out. Vegas is back, baby. Oh, boy. Not quite as glamorous as in the commercials. God, the smoking sideways. It's sticking 90 degrees out from where it ought to be. <laughs> and then he takes it out, pull it, like gets a good inhale, yeah. and then pulls the mask down to exhale it out again. Yeah, beautiful. That's beautiful. All right, so I promise you this, uh, I give it to you. There's this uh, art collector. He decided to be fun, whimsical, uh, intriguing to uh, put a treasure chest out in the wilderness, the Rocky Mountain area, um, somewhere in, in the, well, the Rocky Mountains, which stretch from, uh, you know, border to border, pretty much. And um, $1 to $2 million worth of gold coins and jewels and all sorts of stuff in there. And 
Then he put out a poem for clues, and people have been looking for years, and three, four people have died looking for this treasure, and a number of others injured and arrested and all. But uh, the poem is entitled The Thrill of the Chase, uh, and I will share it with you now. <clears throat> um, As I have gone alone in there, and with my treasures <laughs> bold. You, you, you say he's a writer. He's not a pirate. Well, he's an art correct. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, he buried booty. I thought a pirate voice was... He is like a New Mexico art does, dealer. Does he refer to it as booty at all in the poem? Not per se. Okay, I think maybe maybe we just go... I, I don't know. If you want to talk like a you pirate, know, talk like a pirate. If he's an Albuquerque art dealer, I have a feeling his accent's a little more like this <laughs> than uh, yar. Okay, I'll just read it. As I have gone alone in there and with my treasures bold, I can keep my secret where and hint of riches new and old. That's just incoherent. Begin it where warm waters halt. Okay, that's a clue. Warm waters halt. And take it in the canyon down. Are there hot springs in the Rockies? Where? Uh, well, mm, yes. Hmm. Yes. Hmm. Not far, but too far to walk. Put in below the home of Brown. Ta- I need, we need to take a UPS truck right. somewhere from... No, it's under the UPS facility okay. in Casper, Wyoming. Okay, we're getting close. Uh, from there, it's no place for the meek. The end is ever drawing nigh. There'll be no paddle up your creek, just heavy loads and water high. But high waters, but no paddles. Is that a lake? S Creek, like a you're up S Creek, yeah, with no uh, booty. Uh, no, I'm thinking maybe a, like a reservoir, plant. a high altitude reservoir. If you've been wise and found the blaze, look quickly down your quest to seize. That's just lazy right, that rhyming. That doesn't even rhyme, sir. Sucky. But tarry scant with marvel gaze, just take the chest and go in peace. Oh, it's blaze gaze seize peace. What is that, ABAB rhyming? Nah, I lost the thread. So why is it that I must go and leave my trove for all to seek? The answer I already know. I've done it tired and now I'm weak. So... Hear me all and listen good. Your effort will be worth the cold. If you are brave and in the wood, I give you title to the gold. Gold! I love this, dude. I think that's great. Yeah, and if a couple of people croaked it looking for the treasure, that's there. It was an opt-in thing. You know? Oh, right, exactly. What am, what am I, some sort of a nanny stater? No, I'm not. Did, did you ever see where they found it, or did he keep that I secret? I, he, none he, of the stories I've seen have mentioned what the final hiding place was. Well, for all who've tried and failed and wondered how close they came, you got to tell. You got to say where I was. Yeah, I'll keep digging. I'll, I'll see if I can follow up on this more today and see if it was revealed where it actually was. Because I feel like, oh man, if I would have known about this a year ago, I probably would have asked for a leave. If you would my booty squeeze, <laughs> buy me dinner first, please. That's a little uh, W. It's kind of like, like a play on the word booty. Is that like a pirate on Tinder? What is that? <laughs> Sounds a little like Grinder, maybe. I don't know. <laughs> Hello, Nancy Pelosi here with my seven to nine frightened grandchildren. <laughs> I had to buy them all fidget spinners. In a big bag of Werther's Butterscotch Candies. Now, final thoughts. I'm not sure that was Nancy Pelosi, but I'm not sure it wasn't.
Let's put a cap on the show and get a final thought from everybody on the crew. I'll be your host, because the other guy isn't here. And I usually do it anyway. Michelangelo, your final thought for us. Yeah, you know, the reason I work outside is so I can make my injuries more manly. It sounds better to say I pulled a muscle chopping trees than I pulled a muscle walking near the vending machine. Uh, positive Sean, our producer, a final thought for us? Yeah, the the performative political theater that was done by the Democrats kneeling with the with the Kente scarves on. As my favorite tweeter, uh, or not my favorite tweeter, but my favorite tweet about this stated, you have the actual ability to make laws. Do anything other than dressing up as a Wakandan chess set, please. <laughs> oh, oh, that's a good shot. Uh, my final thought is a thought that's been expressed throughout the show today, and, and I, I try to leave you with uh, your courage fortified. The extreme voices who are shouting, you must agree with us 100% or we will ruin you or silence you, they will not carry the day as long as you have the courage to stand up for what you know is right. There are sensible police reforms that I think are a terrific idea. But the uh, the wackier dis- defund, disband the police, nah, it's not going to happen. And and if you think it sounds crazy, you're right. It is crazy. So just stand up for what you believe in, and uh, and, and and we'll get through this as we've gotten through most things together as a country. Uh, who knows what the result will be, but it will not be the crazies in charge. No way we can have that. Armstrong and Getty wrapping up another grueling four-hour workday. So many people to thank. So a little time. Go to armstrongandgetty.com. You can email us mailbag at armstrongandgetty.com. All of the podcasts are there. Uh, you can download them for free and for nothing because we're stupid. Uh, also, there's some great A&G swag. It helps us pay the guys T-shirts and hats and I don't even know what all is on. Hoodies and, and that sort of thing. That's armstrongandgetty.com. We will see you tomorrow. God bless America. You having a good time? Okay, I, I did not say what that. I've sat here for over three hours and 15 minutes. <laughs> that sucks. If you wish to leave, you may. Let me just say how very, very dismaying and disappointing. Not... Uh, good. And just change the channel from this mesmerizing horror show. We'll be better tomorrow than we were today. Then we heard the words. It's over for me. Adios, mofo. Okay, so we're, we're, you're, we're dismissed, is that correct? Do you want to rephrase uh, what you're doing? Excuse me, Democrats. That comes from a place of privilege. Armstrong and get. Hey, it's Rover for Northeast Factory Direct. I've been telling you they have the lowest prices anywhere for years now. But now they're actually putting it in writing. They have a one-year best price guarantee. That's right. Alex, the owner, he must have gone crazy. If you buy a furniture or hot tub from Northeast Factory Direct and within one year you find it advertised for less, Alex will refund the difference. There's no gimmick to this. Just save a lot of money. West 140th in Cleveland, Lakeland Boulevard in Euclid, Freeway Drive in Macedonia, or shop online at northeastfactorydirect.com.